okay, so if I start glitching at all, let me know. It should be fine. But my internet sometimes gets crazy. And so if it's happening and and you're having like a hard time hearing me, I have like, it's really obnoxious, but I can plug it into like my actual ethernet cable. Oh, cool. Okay, fine. Is the connection like fine right now though? Yeah, it's perfect. Okay. Oh my God. Because like, yeah, like because all my work is virtual now and like even auditions now with callbacks, I was like, I cannot deal with bad internet cables connection so I literally had to buy like an ethernet cable that plugs into my computer it's like 50 feet long from my modem like to my bedroom it's it's absurd BB bro the things we have to do (laughs) yeah all that to say I got you if it starts glitching just let me know I can oh my god no you're good I'll definitely let you know but seriously, thank you so much for doing this. This I dog-eared has been like such a beautiful project I've been working on. It's so funny. It's been this project that I had. I started working on it like two years ago or no, 2018. Is that like, well, I guess like two and a half years ago. And then during COVID, it just like really started coming to life. And I've been having interviews and just people like you just like every time I interview you guys, this reminds me why I'm doing this. So thank you. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm so excited. Yay! I'm so proud of you and everything you're doing. And I'm just flattered that you wanted me to be on this. So I'm excited. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Well, let's freaking get this freaking party started. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Sorry. I'm like, whoa, it was so, okay. I keep going off track, but I literally was like, oh, like right now to just Like, I'm going to finish The Sinner. I don't know if you've watched The Sinner, but, like, I'm obsessed with it. It It is so, it is so well done. It is so, so well done. But anyways, I was like, I'm going to finish it. Then I get a call, and I was like, hey, I'm the recruiter, blah, blah, blah. You got accepted. And I was like, what? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, everything to the side. (laughs) Okay, so first question. What book are you currently reading? How did you come across it? So I'm actually reading The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Oh, my God. Um, Are you familiar with her work at all? Oh, I just love her to pieces. I was I've been listening to the her Dare to Lead podcast. I love that podcast. God, I just love I just love her. Like she's someone I literally want to find in a bathroom (laughs) stall a night yeah. out drunk and like talk to her about my life like I know I know I'm she's like just she's amazing I've I've actually been listening to her um dare to lead podcast too and I've watched her TED talks and all those things but I never had read any of her books so recently I was like I just want to read uh one of Brene Brown's books I was actually home on the east coast for the holidays and my mom was running out to the store and she was like, do you need anything? And they sold books at the store she was going to. And so I was like, can you just get me a Brene Brown book? And she got me The Gifts of Imperfection. And it was funny because it was right before I launched my podcast, which was Imperfect. And a lot of what I feel like is the heart behind my podcast is like the thesis of Brene Brown's work. Yes. So it really felt like a serendipitous thing. And so I've just been like reading and absorbing it and highlighting and dog earring my books seriously <laughs> like, seriously yeah. 
I love I love those moments of serendipity because they're just kind of small reminders like not only one like all right like I'm here I'm here now like I'm present but then also it's like this is where I'm meant to be this yeah. is what I'm meant to be doing so like yeah. I love that that's absolutely perfect yeah I truly believe that too and it's like these little like gifts that we can like discover along the way like I don't think mm. things are coincidence so when you have no. those moments it's like Okay, it makes like all the hard work worth it. I know you were just talking about even like your project with Dog-Eared and like how it's so much work, but there's so much fulfillment in the process. And I feel like having those moments is just like one part of it. Oh my gosh, so much. Oh, it's been amazing. So, ooh. so I kind of like to couple this question together because it's like a two-part thing. So who is your favorite author and does that tie into your favorite genre? That's a great question. Um, I feel like one of my favorite authors is Malcolm Gladwell. And it definitely ties into like a genre of I've been I love fiction, but Mm. like the last few years I've been really into nonfiction and just like really diving into studying the work of thought leaders like Malcolm Gladwell. Um, I feel like because I'm an actress and I feel like with, I read so many scripts that are fiction. And so I feel like to balance that, I, I love learning as well. And so I feel like I have been gravitating more towards nonfiction just because I get so much of like the fiction world with acting. And I just love learning and absorbing from people like Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. Yes. No, I've, I've had a few friends say like, oh my gosh, you have to read him. But what I find really fascinating, I don't know if you've heard him in interviews, but I am like gravely disappointed. Like he's so, he's very plain in interviews. I'm like, what? Like you have these beautiful philosophical books and you're just like, yeah, I saw a cat. And I'm like, what? Like, (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like not at all surprised. I haven't heard any of his interviews, but I'm truly not surprised because he's so like intellectual with mm. the way he writes. And yeah. it's like some people are like so gifted in one area that like for him it's obviously like words and writing. So yeah. maybe that doesn't translate to um like communication in a way that's engaging. <laughs> but like what I love about him is he takes these big philosophical ideas and then he backs them with so much research mm. and I like I'm really revealing my inner nerd here but I just love like data and research and oh, backing up like those lofty ideas with actual like this is real yeah. um so I love him oh That's that is here that he's kind of dry and oh my <laughs> god I so obviously I'm sure you listen to podcast as a podcaster but like I'm obsessed with podcasts and someone I love is Jay Shetty have you heard of him oh I love him oh my gosh I am yeah. literally my king I'm like <laughs> I'm sorry blue eyes and your wife yeah. has blue eyes I'm like right they're like what? the definition that when people say goals like that's oh so. my god so beautiful and he's such a I have his book um okay. how is it I've been wanting I, I there's not enough time as you oh know my God. I, I have so many books I want to read literally it's insane so here's the thing so I was reading think like a monk I was reading love by Leo I'm gonna butcher his last name Leo Busca Gallia and then I was reading Tea Medicine, which is remarkable. Um, and then another book, 
I can, she was actually someone I interviewed, my first dog-eared interview, her name is Melissa Bernstein. She has, like, a multi-million dollar, like, toy company, and she wrote this beautiful book called Lifelines, and so her thing is she just realized, or not realized, but, like, discovered that she has been dealing with existential depression for, like, 50 years, and so for 50 years, she's been coping with rhyming verses, and so in this book, she kind of puts together all her verses and her journey and her struggle and stuff, so I was reading, like, all these, you know, mindful healing books, and I'm like, all right, I I need a break, so right now, I'm reading Kurt Vonnegut, and I'm like, my soul is so happy, but... I need to get back to think like a monk at some point. Yeah. So. yeah. He's, literally, in the beginning of COVID, he was doing, like, um, was it a 30-day meditation challenge? Yeah, I think it was. He was, like, mm-hmm. gui- doing, like, live streams of him guiding you in meditation. And I did that. And he was also, like, promoting know. his Think Like a Monk because it was about to come out. And I was, like, I am sold, like, after oh, yeah. the meditation. But I actually haven't. Um, I need to. I need to read it. Yeah, he's like, the thing is, what's so beautiful about Buddhist religion, and it's, it's like, not, how do I put it? Because, like, it's so simple, it's profound. Like, the the concepts are so simple, it's just like, oh my god, like, of course. Like, why wouldn't I do this, you know? It's like, I've been crazy not to do this, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, even if we live in such a complicated world, and, like, so much information I mean talk about like books but like we're being hit with so much information aside from the book world right and so then we're also so busy with activity that like just taking that time to slow down is like yeah yeah oh my god yeah it's books yeah I know it was funny like the other day so I have a morning routine and what I've been finding is I have like a lot of time before I actually start work which is fantastic and I was reading and I was like stressed out because I was like reading I'm like yeah Phoebe, like it's okay like it's okay to have time to not do work right now like you can read right. and I right. think that's what's like we have to remind ourselves in this world it's like oh my gosh like let's actually take a beat let's actually honor it and mm. like because these beats are going to be what bring us, like, joy and peace, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So. That so resonates with me because it's, like, even when I'm resting and I'm, like, I feel like I sometimes, with if I don't check myself, I, like, make it into, oh, I have to be productive during my rest and read this book to be productive. And it's, oh like, God. you said, it's, like, it strips away the joy of, like, no, I get to read this book right yeah, now. Yeah, right? <laughs> be to relax and and like you said um like the few different books that you were reading and like needing a break from a certain type of genre it's like just listening to what you need in that moment whether it's books or whether it's even like just you need to take time and slow down and and do meditation like I'm just a firm believer in listening to what you need to know oh absolutely sister so I it's so I literally say the same shit every single time, but I can't help it. I love this question so much, and I always say it before I ask this question. (laughs) But what is your earliest memory of reading a book? Uh, You ask so many good questions. I'm like, "Uh, gosh, my earliest, I don't know if it's my earliest, but I would say a memory that really sticks out to me as a kid was, um, 
my mom like every night would read with me before like I really could read by myself and I feel like the book that really stands out to me that I just remember getting like so caught in like the fictional world and just so like amazed by this world was Harry Potter Mm. um so she would read Harry Potter with me even then I was able to start like reading myself I would still want her to like read with me at night and so she'd like lay in my bed with me and we'd read Harry Potter together and that was just like such a magical memory of like really because as you know Harry Potter's such a different world and so like really diving into that and like with a kid's imagination I think um I mean like I said I'm an actor like watching kids act it's amazing because their imagination's so vivid that they can like actually believe that this world is happening and possible and I feel like with Harry Potter I was like I believed that there was a world where that was actually real and so that's just And that's also why I said before that, like, I've been more into nonfiction these days, but I do still love just diving into a fiction book because I think we, like, need that, especially as adults, just to, like, get fictional world. Oh, my gosh. So needed. Oh, my gosh. It's like we need our brain to be, like, messed with and played with. Like, we need to go down rabbit holes, you know? Like, it's so, so important. Like, we need to learn new words and worlds and... Oh my gosh. Yeah. Have you heard of the book, The Artist's Way? Oh my gosh. You know what? It's so funny. So it's not even that funny. I don't know why I say that. But (laughs) so I've I've heard about it and I got it and I was doing it. But you know what? I just don't think I am there yet to need to do it because I I called my mentor. I'm like, Lisa, I feel like am I being a brat? Like I'm doing it, but I'm like, uh, uh, I'm like, why though? Like this should be my book but I think just right now to be honest I don't feel like a starved artist like I feel like I'm brimming with creativity right now so I'm like maybe maybe like it's a book I've obviously kept and I'm gonna keep and maybe down the line like I'll do it when I need replenishing but it is a really beautiful book like I think it's so important yeah well I I, it's funny you say that because I had a similar experience when I first got the book and it wasn't until recently that I was like, I should like, someone mentioned it. And I was like, I should just like crack it open. And it is like, there's so many good tools in there. But the reason why I even bring it up is because so much of what she talks about is like reinvigorating your like mm-hmm. inner child. Mm-hmm. Because especially like a lot of people were raised, even if they identified as an artist, or maybe they didn't even know that they like, they were allowed to be an artist, but they have like an artist's soul. And somewhere along the way, like their parents or society like denied them of that. And so that like inner child artist needs to be like nurtured and loved and fostered. So, so many of like her techniques are um, doing that. And so kind of connecting back to like, that's what fiction can do is like reconnecting us with our child when we had all that creativity and we saw the world through like really pure eyes so right yeah Mm -hmm. oh my gosh so so beautiful so how do you read in terms of a habit or a ritual or little things you kind of do with the page like do you dog ear do you tab do you use a pen and highlight yeah I um I feel like I'm like it's funny because like I'm a pretty organized person and I'm like 
tend to be pretty like linear with certain things and like type A with certain things. But then I think on other things, I'm so all over the place. And I feel like with reading, I'm that way. I'm like reading like six different books at all times. Oh my God, and, yes. Um, when I'm actually reading them, I'm like, it depends on the book. But yeah, a lot of times I'll highlight, I'll underline. I'll, I've tried to get better about like actually having a bookmark or something, but usually I end up dog earing it. Um, or like sticking my pen in there as a bookmark. Cause I usually am writing all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, like, I just got this like post-it note thing with like different colored post-it notes. Wait, and, like, I, is it like, oh no, I don't, oh wait, is it like this, but it's just in a little dispenser that you have? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, but there's like, <laughs> there's, there's like a thick one and then there's like little flags. Oh my God. <laughs> so That's so much like, fun. I I love stationary stuff like that, so I'm right there with you. I'm like, oh, my tabs and my pencils. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it just makes me happy. I feel like again, the, the achiever inside me that likes to feel like I'm accomplishing something. I like it. Just makes me feel like I'm do like learning more. And I think too, like when you're reading people like Malcolm Gladwell, it's like I need to absorb this. And for me, like how I process and I feel like I'm absorbing it is just by like underlining and Mm -hmm. I feel like AP lit in high school ruined me because we had to annotate all the time that like now I can't read without annotating right oh my gosh so so I know it's like now I it's like so the first book I started dog hearing was only like it was like last year like no I think literally like in March and I've just haven't stopped (laughs) it's so funny it's like once I'm like oh my god it's just and it, I see these girls on book accounts, which, of course, like, no shame. Like, do whatever you want and, like, have your beliefs with, like, how you feel like you should treat a book. But there's some girls that are like, oh, my God, like, I would never, like, that's terrible. And I'm like, I feel like it's just, like, an extra act of love with your book. Like, you're literally interacting with it, you know? I agree. Yeah. And I feel like even no matter how, if I try to keep something pristine, I'm like the biggest klutz. So like I will spill coffee on it at the very least. So like might as well just like mark it up while I'm at it. That's so funny. Hey, maybe it'll like smell nice. Like Exactly. True story. I have definitely spilled coffee all over a book and then it did smell like, you know, it it gives a character too. I love because, it. Like, yeah. I remember I think, where I was when that happened. I yeah. I love that so much. He was really good. <laughs> into it so what books are on your nightstand um so gifts of imperfection yes and um I have my bible too I also like that's how I start my morning um and like I've read that so many times but it's something that just like keeps me grounded and I feel like a lot of books are this way, but like, especially in the Bible, I feel like there's just certain things I've read before that like, depending on the season of life that I'm in, just like mm. speak to me differently. Oh gosh, yes. um, so yeah, those two are on my book stand, but I have like, it's a rotating cycle of whatever. Like I said, I'm reading six books right yeah. now. Oh, for yeah. sure. I know it's so funny because like at my old place, the way it was set up, like I had literally 14 books on my nightstand, but now my nightstands are a little different, which is honestly kind of nice because now I have like my, the way, cause I'm in a studio now. So it's like my, all my books are on my bookshelf and like, I'm like, all right. And then for some reason I have to like 
like, the book I'm reading right now, it, like, stays on my bed. Like, it doesn't move. It's like I sleep with my books. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I don't know why. I think I got it from my mom. Because, I don't know. I think I... Anyway, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but it's like the adult teddy bear. Like yeah, instead of seriously, <laughs> it's like the bookworm, like security blanket. Yeah, so I fully cute. support that. Yes. So, what moves you in a work of literature? Mm. I feel like any time, especially like in fiction, just like really connecting with that character and that's why I love storytelling of all type whether it be acting or I'm also I'm also a screenwriter and that's what I love about acting but also about reading fiction is being able to dive into someone else's story and like truly see the world through someone else's eyes Mm -hmm. and so obviously when an author is really brings the audience in in like such a intricate way that's where I feel like that just like moves me and, and gets me really connected to the work because yeah. I feel like the actor in me it's like I want all the details I want to um I want to just like see this world through this character's eyes and so actually that's what if I'm ever reading a script that's based on a novel that's my favorite thing because I'll read the novel and it usually has so much more details because the script is like meant for shooting and so it's very like stripped down and there still are details in there but in terms of like the character's inner thoughts and everything a lot of that is included in the novel but that's kind of the actor's job to fill it in in the script and so when you get both it's cool to kind of just like create this holistic picture of it yeah oh that's amazing I know it's so funny there's nothing like like I don't know it's so it's like once you read a book that moves you so much it's like you're kind of on this high you're like I need to find another one that like makes me feel this way and then when you find other like I've gotten so picky with books like I'm just like ew like I can't even finish you I'm sorry like I'm the same way and I feel like I get decision paralysis when I'm in between books because I'm like there's so many good options out there that I'm like oh get overwhelmed oh my god yeah first like seriously I like what was it and like I I've ordered a ton of books and then I just I recently in the span of like a month I've gotten at least like 10 new books and it's like I already have like other books on my TBR but I'm such yeah. a mood reader so it's always moving I'm yeah. like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I'm the same exact way and I haven't always like I usually like just like tangibly reading a actual book but the last like year or so I've really gotten into audiobooks because yes, okay. like I feel like there's not enough time in the day um for me to read everything I want to and I'm always driving places especially before COVID but anyhow just being able to listen to books especially if it's like nonfiction, I feel um it's just like listening to a podcast in yes. my opinion Yes. Um, but there are certain books where I'm like, I have to read the actual physical book. Oh, 100%. Like, who was telling me this? It was so funny. So a book that I really loved, I've posted on my stories, I'm sure you've seen it, is like Braiding Grass, And it's oh. just, the writing is just magical. And it's filled with so much compassion. And it mm. she delves into a lot of like scientific, um, environmental, you know, 
text, but it's not, it's very engaging. It's not boring. And who, my God, I forget who the heck it was, but they were like, oh, I was listening to the audiobook of it, but her voice and the writing is so beautiful. It's like, I was falling asleep. (laughs) It's just so funny. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to, what book was it? Um, Thinking Fast and Slow. Oh, okay. was listening to it was because um Jay Shetty actually said that's one of his favorite books yes and I started listening to it on audible and like the narrator like no offense narrator hears this it was like so dry that and it, the subject matter was like also kind of like heavy that I was, was just like falling asleep as I was driving so I was like this is not you know what it's a good book for driving and listening on audiobook is Matthew McConaughey Greenlight oh god his book was so good so good did you read it I read it and I just I lit like it's like I lost track of time like I know but the audio version he's narrating it and so it's like he's like acting it out and it's just magical it's I amazing. literally need him like when I listened to the podcast with Jay Shetty I just I knew I had to get it in two seconds because I'm like this guy is such a stunning communicator on screen yeah. he's gonna yeah. be an amazing writer like there's no yeah. doubt and his it literally it did just that like it just exceeded like I knew it was gonna be good but it exceeded my expectations me too yeah. he's like I never knew he was that deep like I oh. knew he was deep but reading or I guess listening to his book I'm like he's lived a really cool life oh my god he's just so perfect I love him so thank you Matthew moving on yeah, we love you Matthew <laughs> we love you <laughs> please get on this Please get yeah. on our podcast. Yes, perfect for them. Matthew McConaughey, if you see this, you're a welcome guest on both of our podcasts. Oh my god, literally <laughs> dead. Um, so, what has been a book in terms of motivating your success or your creativity and your career path? Hmm. Huh. Uh. I feel like there's been a lot that I'm like, my brain's all over the place. Well, there's two, I guess, um, that I'll mention. One is by Uta Hagen, okay. who's like a big acting thought leader, I guess you can say. She was an acting coach um, that studied, she was like one generation, I guess, under Stanislavski, or maybe two under that. I don't know. Don't quote me on any of this. But Uta oh. Hagen was a acting coach that actually my acting coach studied with in New York and her it's called um respect for acting and it's Mm. basically goes through like the craft of acting and just like how to make it real and like modern day acting um and also to like respect the craft I think like a lot Mm. of actors get into it and they're like oh I just want to be famous or whatever and so she really like what does it mean to like approaches as a craftsperson Mm. so um I love that just from a technical standpoint and obviously like inspires me always to just like keep diving, diving into my craft. Um, and then there's um, a producer and filmmaker named Devon Franklin and he has a book called the Hollywood commandments. Mm. And for him, it's like, he's Christian and in the film industry. And it was all about like, basically 
his community was like, oh, Hollywood's such a dark place. Like, why are you going to go there? It's like the devil's playground, blah, blah, blah. And it was all about like how he learned so much about himself and God in Hollywood and how actually sometimes you have to step, whether like you're a person of faith or not, it's like there's such a special message there that like sometimes we have to step out of like what we've always known and into like uncomfortable spaces to really like flourish and grow. And so that to me just like resonated so much, especially because he talks about um, being bold and like true to who you are in an industry like Hollywood that tries to like you know, like if you don't, if you're starting out, you feel like you have no power and just really how empowering that can be to mm-hmm. still stay true to who you are every step of the way. And so that was a book that really inspired and encouraged me like throughout an industry that can be pretty challenging. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, it's like you even, it's like we even go back to Matthew McConaughey, like what a beautiful believer he is. And he has yeah. stayed true to himself this you know, his whole career, he has always been Matthew and like, you know, and that's another book, like more, most recently that I've read that, like, I'm always being inspired by, um, I love reading memoirs for that reason, especially because like, and I think Matthew even talked about this in like the point where he realized he was famous after like his one, like, box office success came out and he was like walking, um, at the third street promenade, which is like right where I live. Yeah. And he was like getting his normal sandwich at the deli, which I'm pretty sure is Bay cities, which is like down the street from me. Oh too. my God. Yeah. Had Bay cities. Um, I have not have, I have not had Bay cities, but my it boyfriend is- loves it. <laughs> It's so good. Anyway, so it was cool because I was listening at that point. I was on a walk and I was walking by Bay cities and he was like, I was at my favorite deli by third street promenade. And I was like, Again, it was one of those serendipitous moments where I was like, Matthew. Matthew, Um, where are you? But anyhow, I'm very digressing here. Uh, I feel like hearing his story of like um, that moment where like he realized he was famous and people recognized him. But what they didn't see was like that 20-year journey getting to that point and I think a lot of times people are like oh wow overnight success like if I booked a lead role in a movie tomorrow people would call me an overnight success but they haven't seen like the years and years and hard work that I've put in Mm -hmm. and so that's what again getting back to the power of story and like reading a famous person's memoir and like seeing the hard work that they put in that they might not always be recognized for, um, I think is so powerful and Mm -hmm. inspiring no matter where you're at, um, on your journey. Yeah. I think it is something that I've, it was, I, why, why can I talk? (laughs) You had a big day. (laughs) I had a really big day. Um, Someone I was interviewing, she she used to mentor me, and I was kind of talking. I was like, oh, my God, because literally this L.A. Times job, like, legit fell into my lap. And I was like, what the fuck? And she was like, BB, that's how it should be. Like, when you are in the right job, that's how it should feel. And, you know, it just made me realize, I'm like, oh, my God, these years and years of hard work and grit and just like no's and rejections and tears and the confusion and doubt it like all paid off for this and yeah by the way all those other experiences that you had and like rejection like 
all of those things, they may not have been the thing, but they were the thing that led you to the thing oh, that 100%. like prepared you for LA Times. Oh, so it's like, God. I just love hearing people's stories because it is so powerful. Like we all have that. And when we're at the point, I feel like so many of my friends and like people like at our age are like at that moment where things are clicking and aligning yep. and it's like, yep. Oh, it's, it's all making sense now. Yep. I know. And it's, it's kind of hard because I'm seeing, well, I'm so blessed to be in position to be where like, wait, everything's literally clicking and aligning. And then I, you know, I feel like that's happening with a lot of people, but then I also have some people in my life that is just the total opposite. It's just not clicking. And it's like, it's really hard because I think when you're just living so like my boyfriend was like, Oh my God, wait, that happened so fast. That happened so fast. And I can tell you about the whole deal another time. Um, but by whole moving apartment situation was just, Literally, that that was the true, like, depiction of I saw the darkest a human soul could be, but then God showed me the most unconditional love and support ever, and the fact that, like, I just moved out. I literally found this apartment this day, moved in the same day, and everyone was somehow free on that day and just everything clicked I was like like it just my boyfriend was like oh my god it happened so fast it happened so fast and I'm like that's what happens when you're just in the flow like that's yes. just what it is and yeah, it's oh just gosh, I have chills isn't it amazing <laughs> yeah. and then like this job I'm just like and then all that happened right before my birthday and mm. then this happened I'm just like what wow. like that's just like crazy you know Crazy. And it's crazy because I had a very similar moving situation too. literally like um, in May, I my one roommate told us like unexpectedly that she had to move out. And then my other roommate was like, well, I don't want to stay then either and get a new roommate in the middle of COVID. And the same day I found out that not to go morbid, but my, I found my grandma passed away that day oh from COVID. Gosh. And so it was like this, like you said, this dark moment of like everything going wrong that could go wrong. And then literally the next day, um, my, so I knew I had to move out cause I couldn't find two new roommates in like two weeks when I had to put my 30 days in. So I was like, okay, I'll put my 30 days in, but I don't know where I'm going to go. And then this girl that I've known for years called me and was like, Hey, like, I feel like God just put you on my heart this morning. Like, how are you? And I was like, actually, this is going on. And she was like, no way. My boyfriend and I decided that we were going to go on like a cross country road trip for two months. And I'm not going to get a subletter, but like, if you want to come and pay a fraction of the rent, like I trust you to like stay here. And I had just met another girl like that week who would have been a great roommate, but she wasn't moving to LA until September. And this was June. So it was literally two months I had to go somewhere to live. So it was like that all worked out. I put my stuff in storage, stayed in this place for two months and then end up moving in with my roommate who I didn't know at the time had just gotten her master's in social work and was working with survivors of human trafficking. And I'm a huge like human trafficking, anti-human trafficking activist working on a documentary about human trafficking. She was interviewing with the organizations that I was currently consulting with for my documentary. And then we went and like, it gets crazier. We looked at a house 
And this woman is the founder of a huge anti-trafficking agency based in LA. And we are about to move in there. No, and then at last second, something changed with her husband's job. They had to like sell the house sooner than they thought. So we had a week to find somewhere to move into end up finding this place where we currently are. It was rent controlled two months free because of COVID walking distance to the beach, cheapest rent I've ever played paid in my LA experience. And so all that to say, it's like things sometimes have to get messy and hard because pieces are being shifted that you don't even know need to be shifted. But like, if you just have the resilience and the faith to just like trust that you're going to end up where you're meant to, I'm like, I love my place. I love my roommate. Again, cheapest rent rent I've ever paid. And it's Mm. like, when you are in that place of flow, like even in the hard times, there's like a through line and there's also something through all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's what was, what, what was so amazing is of course I was devastated with what was happening, but I was like, I got this. Like, I didn't feel hopeless. Like, I was like, I know I'm okay. Like, I have an amazing support system. I have, like, you know, I have an amazing life. I have a killer career. Like, fuck no. This is not going to bring me down at all. And it was just like, yeah. yeah. It's just like when you're you're living, living the life, you're. (laughs) Yeah. And it's cool because, like, you said before of, like, you feel like things are really clicking for you and a lot of people, but then you have friends where it's not clicking. I think like we all go through different seasons where like things are really clicking and then sometimes they're not, but that's the cool thing of like why we have community and why it's so important because like in this season of like things are really clicking for us, like we can be there to like inspire our friends and be like, I'm the living evidence that like things get better and just like faith and and, like, trust that like as long as you're staying true to who you are things will align and and click at the right time oh my gosh and just like one more thing before I get to like our last few questions it's so funny because when I I, so I wake up I have my have my little routine is I wake up I have my tea my podcast and Mm -hmm. then I meditate and then I journal and in my journal I kept like so long story short like when I when I journal I pretty much like channel like I just really just like am writing and I kept getting like you're you have the job you have the job stop worrying and I'm like are you sure and it's just like so funny because obviously that today it freaking happened and I'm like literally wow it's like I just I should actually I should I should type it out to you but my mentor has the most beautiful divine action prayer and I should like send you that because it's like two seconds and it's so easy and simple and that's what I pretty much have just been doing to just like really surrender and be like okay like I will I am yeah it really is about surrender because it's like we're capable people but sometimes we don't know what we need or like we don't know what we don't know we don't know what's next we don't know yeah yeah Oh my gosh. Ah, so last few questions. So if you can have an author write about your life, who would it be? Oh my gosh. That's such a good question. (laughs) Is it a cop out to say Brene Brown? Like I'm literally obsessed with Brene Brown, but that's not like, I don't think she writes like biographies. Um, She would be so, it's like, she's just amazing. I don't know. I I feel like Brene Brown just cause she's like, 
my like goal like I don't know I just love her (laughs) oh my god yeah she is seriously she's like what I love about her is she's like this deeply intellectual wise loving woman but she's like your homegirl yeah she's like super sassy cool yeah she's so funny (laughs) I know and I feel like honestly the thing that I've struggled with my whole life is like the spirit of perfectionism like Mm. I was a psycho like fourth grader that was like I actually ran into my childhood like third and fourth grade teacher when I was for the holidays this year and the one thing she like said at the end of her conversation was like she felt so bad always because I she could see me being so hard on myself mm-hmm. and I would just like erase and like keep erasing and redoing my work because it wasn't good enough so much that I'd rip the piece of paper and <gasps> and this again this was right before I was about to launch Imperfect oh and goodness. she said like you were just such a perfectionist and and like I want to tell you that it's okay if you're not perfect and perfect she said the word perfect so many times and I was like okay again another like serendipitous thing but um the reason why I say that is like that's Brene Brown's bread and butter is like yeah. in her book called The Gifts of Imperfection so oh. I feel like if she wrote my biography she would have that lens to like um kind of decode and analyze everything because oh <laughs> that's been the journey I've been on yes oh that is so beautiful so if you could gift someone a book what would it be and who would it be to hmm so the alchemist mm, um, I've heard that answer like a few times yeah, it is. Just, I actually reread it recently. I had read it when I was younger. And it's something that like, again, I feel like similar to the Bible. It's like there's so many um, things in there that like, you can read it so many times and you and it's just like speaking to you in a different way, um, depending on what you're going through. And so I love The Alchemist. Um, I what was the second part of the question. And who would it be to? Who would it be to? Um, like a specific person or just like... Honestly, I feel, yeah. I like, like I feel like I would give it to anyone that is like... I would give it to someone in like high school maybe because yeah. I feel like that's when you really start to think about like what am I doing with my life and I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves like me included like I wanted to be an actress but I had this like safe plan b for myself of like I'm gonna study finance in college and then if acting doesn't work out in four years I'm gonna get a safe job in finance in the entertainment industry like I have this whole safe plan and I feel like with a book like The Alchemist again kind of getting back to what we've been saying it's like everything aligns when you're really uh following the path that you're meant to whether it's like a safe path or not oh my god so right um, yeah I think anyone that's like at a crossroads in their life would benefit from that yes oh I love that so much so last two questions why do you read I read because for a few different reasons I read to learn um I think what's so beautiful and amazing and like the gift of books it's like these people especially people like researchers like Brene Brown like or even Matthew McConaughey like they've that's their whole life experience and their life's work and they just are like 
giving it to you on a platter. And like, it's just such a cool way to like democratize information and knowledge and education. It's like all out there. Mm -hmm. And so I read to learn from other people's experiences and from like the blood, sweat and tears that they've put into their work and kind of like the gold that they've like pulled out of that. And then also to empathize with other people. I think the power of story is so amazing because you can literally see the world through someone else's eyes. And so I just like, I'm a huge fan of psychology and just really understanding why people do what they do. And I think that like reading gives that ability for us and then the third reason I think would be just like an escape like we were talking about before just to like get lost in another world and to be entertained by that so yeah Mm -hmm. oh so amazing love that answer so what book would you recommend me to read (laughs) have you read the gifts of imperfection no I haven't so then I'm good. It feels like a cop out, but I'm just like obsessed with this slash like wanting Brene Brown to discover this and come on my podcast. But oh. no, um, no, I, <laughs> I would literally have a panic attack if, if I ever oh interviewed her. Isn't that um, so funny? Think about the people like you just start crying. You're like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. Um, probably just because that's like the forefront of like mm. my mind right now, but I think the gifts of imperfection. It's like, oh, I love that. So literally, nice. the subtitle. It's in front of me right now. The subtitle is um, "Let go of who you think you're supposed to be and embrace who you are." Oh. And I just feel like anyone can benefit from that. Oh my gosh, I love that so so much. And that even reconnects with something. Like this morning, I was talking to my therapist, and he was like. BB, just focus on the facts about the LA Times potential job and like just be like, I am deserving, I am talented, and I got this. Like, I am here and I'm here right now. And it was just like, just really accepting what is happening and like accepting the, you know, I don't know, like if that even like makes sense, but that totally makes sense. Because, I mean, I've been actually talking about this a lot on my podcast, but this, like, notion of the imposter syndrome, where we're like, who am I to, like, host a podcast? Who am I to have a job at the LA Times? And you start to, like, get in your head about, even if I did, I joked a second ago about interviewing Brene Brown, but, like, if I had that opportunity, it would be for a reason, and imposter syndrome tells you that you're not worthy, but, again, what we were saying about, like, when you're on the path that you're meant to be on, nothing's a coincidence. And so just embracing the fact that what is for you will not pass you. And Mm -hmm. you're having an experience is for a reason and just to accept that you're prepared for it. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Well, Kristen, seriously, thank you so much. This has been such a fun interview with you. We have to like, when COVID is like calm down. We definitely have to get together because you are so close. I literally live up Ocean Park Boulevard, so no way. I'm not okay. that far from yeah. you. You have to start a little book club or something because I'm like I'm. Not I love these conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Oh my gosh! No, and just thank you so so much. Like it just means the world to me that you guys take time out of your busy days and these conversations like truly fill my cup up and they make me so happy and again just they just remind me why I'm doing this so thank you well thank you I had so much fun having this conversation likewise I'm like 
had a long day and now I feel like I've like had a cup of coffee. Oh, so. good. Yay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm about to go to dinner. 